This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Friday, March 26th. Here's today's news. Brought to you by TurboTax Tips. From deductions to dependents, audits to IRAs, get expert tips that can help you this tax season. It's the info you need in just five minutes or less. Just search TurboTax Tips wherever you listen to podcasts. Our top story, a 22-year-old accused of taking six guns and body armor into a busy Atlanta grocery store will remain in jail after waiving his first appearance hearing Thursday. Rico Abednego Nikwai Marley faces 11 felonies after authorities said he walked into the Atlantic Station Publix on Wednesday afternoon armed to the teeth. He was arrested after a shopper spotted him with a rifle in the men's restroom about 1.30 p.m. and alerted the store's employees. According to an incident report, Instacart shopper Charles Russell entered the restroom and heard clicking sounds coming from a bathroom stall. Staff members called in security and the grocery store appeared to be evacuated by the time police arrived at the scene. In politics, Governor Brian Kemp quickly signed a vast rewrite of Georgia's election rules into law Thursday, imposing voter ID requirements, limiting drop boxes, and allowing state takeovers of local elections after last year's close presidential race. Kemp finalized the bill just over an hour after it cleared the General Assembly, leaving no doubt about its fate amid public pressure against voting restrictions. Republican lawmakers pushed the legislation through both the House and Senate over the objections of Democratic lawmakers. The legislation passed along party lines in both chambers, with votes of 34 to 20 in the Senate and 100 to 75 in the House. Protesters outside the Capitol said the bill will disenfranchise voters, calling it Jim Crow 2.0. In other news, the Georgia Department of Public Health on Thursday temporarily took down its public COVID-19 vaccine dashboard, blaming ongoing system and data transfer issues that have delayed publication of the state's daily numbers. In a news release, DPH said it will continue to publish daily updates on its website. These updates will include cumulative vaccines administered, the number of vaccines allocated, and the percentage of allocated vaccines administered. But other detailed data will be limited, the agency said. The state's dashboard was last updated on Tuesday. DPH spokeswoman Nancy Nidham said the system issues do not affect the state's ability to report vaccine data to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which publishes national vaccine figures daily on its own portal. And finally, the Georgia Senate on Thursday unanimously passed a bill that would grant three weeks of paid parental leave to 246,000 state employees, including teachers. House Bill 146 now returns to the House, which is expected to clear the measure in the days ahead after approving an initial version in February on a 155-2 vote. The Senate passed the legislation within moments after President Pro Tem Butch Miller of Gainesville introduced it on the floor, a far different outcome from last year when the bill died on the chamber's doorstep. The measure would grant three weeks of paid leave to state employees, including 132,000 K-12 educators and 46,000 University System of Georgia staffers following the birth, adoption, or foster placement of a child. Workers would be eligible for the benefit after six months of full-time employment, and it would be available to both new mothers and fathers. 
That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day. Spoken Layer